Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Acorn to Oak with Penny Quail Pierce and co-host Matthew Donachey. Within each acorn, there is the DNA that strives to be a mighty oak tree. All it needs to reach its potential for greatness is to be activated. You are the acorn. On this show, we will share with you the tools and guidance you need to grow into the person you are meant to be. And now your host, Penny Quail Pierce and co-host Matthew Donachey. Good evening, it's Penny and Matthew. Uh, I hope you will. Obviously, we say good evening, but we know it's the afternoon over in America. Uh, we welcome you anyway. So just handing over to Matthew to say hello. Uh, welcome, everybody. Um, looking forward to tonight's show. I hope you enjoyed the last one. Yes, we certainly did, and um, uh, we're really happy and grateful to receive some of the amazing feedback that we got from last week. So uh, keep on appreciating us, keep on turning up. We really enjoy uh, your company. So um, we were talking last week very much about two states of being and, you know, being connected or disconnected. And we wanted to move on from that subject this evening and actually start talking about the three levels of consciousness. Uh, is there anything that you would like to say about last week, Matthew? No, uh, just to invite anybody, if there were any questions or anything that they wanted answering from last week's show, they wanted clarity around, um, obviously they can sort of stick a question in and we'll do our best to answer any of those questions. That's okay. The that came up for me. Okay, thanks. Great, Matthew. So when we actually start talking and looking at con levels of consciousness and consciousness, uh, there's three levels of consciousness that we would like to talk about. Um, that's the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and the superconscious mind. And why are these levels of consciousness so important? And how we can get them working in, together in order to uh, expand the experiences of our lives. So, if you took a diagram and, and looked at uh, the conscious mind, it is just 10%. And that 10% uh, houses our ego, our personality, our likes, our dislikes. It thinks it's in control because, um, you know, doesn't the ego love to think it's in control? It thinks it's the master and it thinks it has complete control on the rest of our amazing energetic uh, beings. 
Uh, however, that's not the, the full story. It is only 10%. And, you know, this is when I, when I talk to people and people actually look at me a bit sideways when I actually say, well, you know, if it's 10% and we look at how big mindfulness is, it's only, mindfulness is only working with 10% of our conscious mind. Uh, mindfulness does not uh, move over into the subconscious mind or the superconscious mind. So when we look at the, the subconscious mind, it's 40% of our, um, of our minds. It is, um, it's the emotional mind. It's very much, you know, I tend to look at the subconscious mind as a huge warehouse. It makes sense to me. And that warehouse is divided into two sections. 20% of the warehouse is um, basically dedicated to storing skills. Skills that we have learned over our lifetime. Maybe it's the skill of driving, you know, when we first learned how to drive, uh, it was a very conscious thing uh, whilst we were having lessons. And if you were driving a stick shift, you know, it, you definitely had to keep your, your conscious mind on it because otherwise you'd be kangarooing down the road. Uh, much to the disgust of your tutor and anybody else who was on the road at the time. But once we actually uh, mastered those skills, we then store those skills in the subconscious. And one of the reasons we store it in the subconscious is because the conscious mind is only 10% and it doesn't have the room to store the skills that we need in order to run our daily lives. So we suppress them into the subconscious. So 20% is skills. And the other 20% in the subconscious mind, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, is clutter. And it's all, we've put all sorts of things down there in the subconscious mind. You know, when we haven't felt things, maybe we stubbed our two at the age of three and we were told to man up and, and not cry about it. And that hurt and pain we suppressed into the subconscious. Maybe it was, again, doing your first amazing drawing at school and having a teacher tell you, you know, what is this? Why have you done, you know, uh, purple hair on a person? Or is that a person or is it a tree? And having our creativity uh, slightly um, uh, being embarrassed that maybe we haven't got the right thinking. And we suppress that emotion into our subconscious. Maybe it's, a, again, a loss, of a loss of a loved one and we weren't allowed to feel and cry and we suppress it. So some of that stuff, some of that clutter is the suppressed emotion. And that's why we call it the emotional mind. 
but some of the stuff, you know, I remember, you know, watching uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I was talking about this today with somebody, and you've got this huge warehouse, and they bring the Art of the Covenant down in a crate, and you see this massive warehouse with lots of different shelving, and they just drop pushing the Ark of the Covenant along and they store it on a shelf. So also, you know, what is in the subconscious is pearls beyond price and jewels and incredible treasure. We just don't know it's there because we've boxed it up in a crate. Is there anything else you would like to say? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ranting again. Uh, anything you'd like to well, say, Matthew? <laughs> It's it's all good stuff. I mean, it, it's hard to interrupt someone when they when they're just being so honest and truthful as you are. So, so no, I wouldn't wouldn't say I've got anything to add. It, it's just sort of getting across to people the um, the importance of of delving into the subconscious mind uh, and the subconscious rather than the conscious mind that we're all used to. Um, it's it is so limited. Um, with it obviously being the ten percent, but we give all power to that ten percent. Um, and I know people that have done a lot of mind work that still emotionally they're not happy, and although they're telling themselves that things are going to get better and improve and that, they just don't feel that they're really power powering through it. Um. When you're using the subconscious mind, it's just, yeah, personified. I think I think uh, very much you've, you've got a really great point there, Matthew. It's, um, you know, people, you know, when they're using their conscious mind and they give the conscious mind so much power, they forget that the juiciness in life is in actually contained in other areas and you know we we talk when we're spiritual we talk about being in heart space and we talk about making decisions from the heart but unless we're in uh, contact with the subconscious mind we cannot actually know what heart space is because you can't no. think about it you have to feel it and this is, you know, again, uh, both Matthew and I obviously work in a, a, in a similar field. But when we actually ask people how they're feeling about feeling about something and they come back with a really quick quip of, well, just let me think about that for a moment. And, you know, this is when Matthew and I maybe have eye contact with each other and we just nod in our heads and we're going, uh-huh. We're going to have to work hard with this one. <laughs> it's just they haven't <laughs> even begun to understand that feelings are there to be felt, not to be thought about. And it's it's uh, a really crucial distinction uh, between, you know, uh, doing mental work or actually doing emotional work and having emotional intelligence. Um, so, you know, that's very much part of what the subconscious does. And the subconscious mind actually throws things up where into the conscious mind when it thinks we need to pay attention. And that may well be, um, you know, uh, uh, 
again, another talk that I give, um, sometimes it's called, why is this happening to me again? So it will throw up a recurring pattern to try and bring our attention to the fact that not everything is really good down in the subconscious and the clutter is beginning to get larger than the the actual skills side and, and you're starting to get a slight imbalance and you know it is very very generous to us the subconscious and it will flow up it will throw a flag up and say i think you need to pay attention to this because the pattern is repeating and you know the universe is infinitely patient with us and if we don't get it the first time it will just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it with alarming regularity until we wake up and actually pay attention so you know that's very much part of what the subconscious mind does it throws us flags shows us that there's lots to learn there's lots that have been suppressed that maybe we need to look at and examine because in those crates it could be pearls beyond price or it could be clutter that just needs to be cleared and you know we tend to look at clutter that needs to be cleared and think oh this is going to take ages it's going to be really hard it's going to be really difficult you know people we talk about perturbation people think that perturbation is uh, a ticket to some exotic place to go and have a holiday and spend too much time there whereas in fact what you just need to do is just flip the coin, decide not to perturbate and do the work and get it done. So Matthew, again, I'm, I'm throwing this out to you again, because you know what I'm like, I could talk for hours. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, just to share um, some feedback that I've got from various different people and clients over the years. Um, I think one, one, the one thing being is people, once you start gaining some awareness around emotion, the fact that we have emotional baggage um, and we're sort of running on patterns that aren't necessarily ours, they're just patterns we've created because somebody told us something about ourselves once. Um, and these can be positive ones, which is obviously... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's great. Uh, practice makes perfect. That sort of thing. 
However, if a child is constantly told, oh, but you're not, but not, not very arty. Arty is not a profession. Maybe you should look to do English. Over the years and over the years, they will, they'll lose their passion for actually something that they loved. Um, and this really comes up for people when they start doing the deep emotional workers. Why are we not taught this at school? Um, it's like we're, we're aware of what our mental IQ is. However, we have no idea what our emotional IQ is. And what do I mean by emotional IQ? How, how aware of your emotions are you? And are there any emotions that sort of do you feel over overwhelmed at times? Is there a, a connection with the emotions you can make with maybe something that happened to you in childhood or at school? Um, and it's really looking into what is your emotional state. So the brain will tell you that everything's good and life is life and we, we have to just keep going and keep working. And if we if we if we achieve something, then we'll be we'll be happier. And if we if we made more money, then we'd be happier. Or if we had the house that we dreamt of, we'd be happier. And these are all just things that the brain is telling us. Oh, well, when I've got that, I'll be happy. And when I've got that, I'll be happy. Well, that never ends, because once you've got the new house, you're going to want for something else. Um, when you dig into the subconscious and you and you deal with a lot of the emotional baggage, it gives you so much clarity around uh, what you need as opposed to what you want. And yes, the finer thing, we do enjoy the finer things in life. We like time with our families and holidays and, and nice things. But it's enjoying them for what they are, which is just possessions, rather than relying on these things to, to keep ourselves happy or to keep ourselves surviving. Um, and there's just some of the points that clients bring up is, well, why do we know more about this? Why isn't it taught in schools? Because it's it's such an important sort of part to work on. Um, the mind work is great. I've done some on that. But for me, the emotional digging into the subconscious and finding out what's there, um, because there, there's some stuff that you're aware of yourself, maybe around childhood or something, but there'll also be some stuff that you're not aware of. Um, and as Penny said, there's gold in there. Around every situation that you haven't felt, the emotion, there'll be a bit of gold in there for you to discover. Okay, so that's really good. I think we'll be going to a commercial break now. connection to a more mindful world. Om Times Radio, IOM FM. Om Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Om Times. Co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. 
Kathy Williams, host of Sexy Mom Abundant Life radio show on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. On the show, we explore living abundantly in every area of your life. Ways to let go of limiting patterns and beliefs and to step into the flow of creativity and possibility, knowing you are supported by the universe. We are talking about your life. Ever wonder, is this as good as it gets? No, it could be so much better. At Acorn to Oak, we know you are seeking more happiness, joy, unconditional love, financial freedom, passion, and purpose. Find your unique mojo and live an extraordinary life. Want to know more? Contact us at our website, acorntooak.org.uk. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. so we're back i just wanted to go back to the conscious mind just for two seconds because you know when we're on a radio show sometimes we forget to to add the finer point and the finer point about the conscious mind is it's built to survive it has our fight or flight responses uh in the conscious mind and we also respond to the senses it, it, the sense our five senses put data into the conscious mind and the rational mind part of our conscious mind tries to make sense of uh, the world through the five senses so i just wanted to add that because um you know i was getting so excited earlier on that i forgot to add it so i just wanted to make sure everybody realized that so going back uh matthew was uh talking uh about the subconscious mind and some of the feedback that we we've had, you know, all, all the uh, Breath for Life practitioners get on certain occasions, uh, feedback from the clients actually being really uh, amazed and inspired by uh, a tool that takes them down into the subconscious so that they can work on site. And I was talking uh, with someone earlier on today, and actually it was an, an analogy that I basically said, you know, if you're trying to clean up your living room, you you know, and, and you want to clean it, that's fair enough. By all means, clean it. But it's not going to help when all of the baggage and the rubbish is stored in the basement. You know, if you want to clear out the basement, cleaning the sitting room you know, and your lounge is not going to get rid of the clutter. You need to go into the room, i.e. the basement, 
to clear out the clutter there. So, you know, this is, uh, again, uh, making sure that people have the realization that, you know, if you're doing subconscious work, you need to use a tool that's going to take you down into the subconscious so you can clear the clutter on site. So one of the uh, one of the areas we haven't talked about yet, obviously, is the uh, the superconscious. And what's the superconscious all about? I mean, the superconscious is fifty percent of our, our levels of you know within our minds. It's fifty percent of our mind's capacity. So what is that about? And the conscious, obviously, the superconscious mind is, you know, we've heard terms thrown around like it's your higher self. It's where you have your inner teacher intuition. It's where you have your your creativity. Uh, you have levels of superb clarity. It's where the visionary part of self is, the part of self that can see the bigger picture the part of self that doesn't argue with others. Uh, if everybody was in their superconscious, there would be no war because there is no competition. We all know that we have uh, a unique divinity within us and that unique divinity is housed in our superconscious mind. You know, God forbid, it's the soul. It's that indestructible part of self which goes from incarnation to incarnation. It's, you know, it is who essentially, authentically, we are 100% ourselves and connected to a much bigger part of ourselves. So, um, Matthew, would you like to, to add anything to that? Yeah, I think... Um... A, a, a lot of people say that as a, as a child they felt like they were here for something special or they felt special but they never realised why. Um, and that for me really resonates, uh, especially in adults. A lot of adults have, don't, don't access the superconscious and don't realise um, A, how capable we are, um, but B, also that we, if we're more creative and we're more in the flow, and using our sub, uh, superconscious mind more, life changes. It, we can bring in things to our life which we, we never dreamed we could manifest. Um, and that feeling that you had as a child was just being in the superconscious. It was the, it's like the, as the Australians would call it, a dream state where anything is possible. You can, if you can dream it, you can create it. And we can see that from people like um, Bill Gates. I mean, he was talking back in the 70s to people that we'd all be walking around with uh, tablets in our hands that we would be able to phone people across the world and have FaceTime. And he was probably told he was crazy many a time. However, he had the vision. He had that clarity um, and the knowledge, um, which is so much greater than we actually, we, we, we don't know we all have this knowledge and this capability. Uh, where does genius come from? And it's from the superconscious. Yeah. And, you know, the superconscious is our connection with the source, 
as well it's, yep. you know and as we connect with the source then we also Jung would say to you that you know there is a collective unconscious and I would say to you there's a collective superconscious where you know people it's amazing how things change and when we get in contact with the collective superconscious you know somebody will come up with an idea um, say you know you were talking about Bill Gates and then suddenly somebody else will have I don't know how many different ideas which are similar or actually moving that technology along. You know, I'm not, uh, my husband, bless his cotton socks, he's a nerd, um, is into technology. I'm not. Um, I, I'm not a, a person who, I, I try and make friends with technology, but it's not my favorite thing. But uh, it's really interesting, you know, when I was, uh, uh, I am a, some of the writing that I do and some of the, the, the copy and the books uh, that I've written have basically been um, because I've managed to connect with that genius of the collective superconscious and see ideas or be able to move ideas on from what I have read. You know, when I first um, got into energy work, um, there's a, a great uh, NASA scientist, Barbara Brennan, who wrote uh, a couple of really uh, amazing books, The Light Emerging, and I'm not too sure, I can't think of the other one off the top of my head. Um, but she, she was a NASA scientist, so she, when she first wrote about energy, it was uh, probably way over the, the heads of most mortals. Uh, and I used, to, I used to look at it and go, right, I'll just take two pages at a time and read this, because I was fascinated by it. <coughs> and what it helped me do was uh, write uh, energetic models of health, cure and disease, which are a, a keynote thing from um, Acorn to Oak's um, methodology. And it's, uh, you know, it's very uh, interesting when you look at that. Uh, but it came through. Uh lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, the collective superconscious. Uh, the bits that I needed to add to make it a cohesive system. And it's really interesting that when you can connect to that superconscious level within self, it gives you access to... Um, universal truths which is it was pretty amazing stuff so when you're actually beginning to look at okay we've got these three levels of consciousness and you know most of humanity at the moment will go from if if they're capable of this will go from the conscious mind to the subconscious mind and then go through that area and then a achieve with training going into the superconscious mind 
Whereas, you know, part of uh, the role of humanity and the part of the role of acorn to oak right here, right now, is to get away from personal development, which is basically quite uh, encapsulated, or should I say sectioned off, and bring it together and create a new personal evolution movement. And personal evolution is so important. It's when we empower ourselves enough to know what next steps we need to take. And that may need some help and guidance at the beginning. You've learned the roadmap. And man, you can fly free. And it's really important in understanding some of these energetic concepts and theories to get to that stage where you wake up the, in the morning with a smile on your face and you go, wow, what am I going to create today? How am I going to be? What am I going to be like today? What am I going to practice? What am I going to achieve? What am I going to create? How am I going to interact with other people? You know, am I going to meet another loved one? Am I going to meet another member of my soul family? Am I going to reach out and connect and just feel so joyous? Because I am the captain of my own ship. So again, I always hand <laughs> to Matthew when I'm having <laughs> just so that he can add his take on it. Yeah, and I think it, it, it's people realising that, um, yes, we're, we're, we're talking about our lives and how our lives work. Um, could almost hear the, a lot of the audience sort of saying, oh, well, yeah, I don't get up in the morning and I'm all joyous and that. I'm thinking about, well, I've got work in an hour. I've got to have breakfast. I've got to have a shower. Have I paid my bills? Have I done this? Have I done that? And they haven't even, they haven't even woken up properly, properly, properly yet. Um, and it is that we, how often do you find yourself getting stuck in the, the monkey mind? Um, so when you wake up and your brain's telling you've got to do this and you've got to do that and, and this needs to happen and, and this, that and the other. And actually all you really need to do is take a, take a deep breath and, and, and a moment and almost shut that conscious mind down for a moment and, and just connect with a larger part of self just to feel that joy. Um, it, due to the work that we've done, it, it's very much easier for us to do that. But I was talking to a friend the other night and I was saying I remember being a child and I'd, I'd wake up. I was always the first one to wake up. I was always the first one um, down in the kitchen. Um, and I don't know if it was the same in America, but we used to get our milk delivered in little bottles, pint bottles. And if you were full fat milk, you always used to get a bit of cream at the top. So that was part of my joy in the morning was always getting the cream on top of the milk. But I, I was saying to my friend the other day, like I, I, I forgot that joy. There's so many mornings I'd wake up and it was sluggish and slow. And where's the motivation when all you've got to do that day is go and work your hands to the bone for probably not enough money to make somebody else rich? Um, there is no there is no joy in that. Unless you love the job you're going to, you're not going to feel joy going to it. 
Um, but it, again, it's, this is why the emotional work is so important because breaking through your emotional baggage, you, you gain freedom for yourself whereby anything is possible. So therefore, you don't need to work for anybody else anymore. You can form your own business around your lifestyle. So rather than you could be working nine to five for 50K a year, you could actually go to go down to working three days a week, 10 till four, tripling your income within the first year and then tripling it again the second year. Um, when you find out what what your purpose is, what, what you feel your sole purpose is, when you truly discover who you are and where your passion lies, you can flip your life around um, in so many different ways. And that's where we say you will wake up in the morning feeling like you've just won the lottery. And it's like, well, hey, I'll, I'll get another day at this in this body as this person. And you, and you do live it to the max. Um, however, five years ago, before I'd done the work, I wouldn't say I had that feeling first thing in the morning. So it's real important for me. Yeah, it's. I think, well, it's really important for everybody, I think, and, and the people who are listening right now are probably, as you quite rightly said, uh, you know, Penny's been living this life for maybe you know, 10 or 15 years longer than I have, uh, and therefore um, a little bit further removed. But, you know, when I first started, you know, in nursing, I, uh, you know, I was definitely thought I was the, the next Florence Nightingale. I was going to save the world and help people and mop people's sweated brows and, you know, be absolutely excellent. You know, after people had vomited on my feet a few times, I began to realise that maybe it wasn't all sweetness and light and had to mature within self. The trouble is, is when we mature within self and nobody is telling us a healthy way of doing that. You know, I worked my fingers to the bone as a nurse. It was a real vocation for me. And, you know, you take on board other people's stuff energetically who you are nursing and you have no energetic awareness. So you hold it to you instead of actually transmuting it and letting it go. And it's really important to learn how to energetically take care of self and know that you cannot hold anybody's stuff but your own. In other words, you know, as a friend, you can listen to your friend's problems. You can listen to your family's concerns, but you can't live their life for them. At some stage or other, they're going to have to start taking responsibility and you can help and guide them through whatever it is that is going on, but you can't heal them. You know, again, you know, an awful lot of people out there think that other people can heal them. They can't. Nobody can heal you. The only person who can heal you is yourself okay the practitioner can help
conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. Om Times Radio, IOM FM. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. Home Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single Ohm Times endeavor. Host your show with Ohm Times Radio Network. Hello, I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, host of Ohm Times Magazine's flagship radio show, What is Going On? My passion is sifting through information, research, and innovations from new thought teachers, speakers, and researchers, pushing back the boundaries of what we know about life energy, metaphysics, and the universe. I love shifting perceptions about who we are, why we're here, and how quickly impossible becomes normal when we open our minds, expand our awareness, and accept that the only limits that exist are those we place upon ourselves. So if you're the kind of forward-thinking, eager investigator of what lies beyond the current reality that most perceive, why not make a date to come play with me in the field of possibilities at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time every Thursday, and together we can discover what's really going on. We are talking about your life. Ever wonder, is this as good as it gets? No, it could be so much better. At Acorn to Oak, we know you are seeking more happiness, joy, unconditional love, financial freedom, passion, and purpose. Find your unique mojo and live an extraordinary life. Want to know more? Contact us at our website, acorntooak.org.uk. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy, and you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter, yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Hi, so we're back again. So um, <laughs> as I was uh, just saying before we went to commercial break, um, you know, there is no such thing as a healer. Um, we have people who practice the healing arts and we have people who can help and guide you to heal yourself. But it's a very misleading uh, statement uh, to actually say you're a healer. Yes, you're a healing practitioner, uh, and there are a, a lot of very, very good ones on the planet. Uh, it's just looking at it and making sure that you realize that you, know, um, you are in charge of your ship. Nobody else is. If you decide to accept healing uh, that someone is sending you, maybe it's distance healing, maybe it's Reiki, whatever it is, then you will accept it. But if it's not to your own highest willing good at the time, then you will not accept it. You know, there's an awful lot of, uh, I don't know if I can say this, maybe I should ask Chris, BS uh, talked about around healing arts and healing. And it's really important 
for us to not tell ourselves stories about it, but actually look at it and be um, systematic and looking at how energy works. Uh, it was really interesting. Um, last night I was doing an hour and a half training for the PDA, which is the uh, personal development app. And um, I was talking about uh, over the hour and a half, I was talking about pretty much from science to spirit. And it's really important to realize that all of these things are actually based in, in science. Uh, but it leads to a more spiritual fulfillment. And what we've been talking about uh, this evening is very much part of uh, a linchpin in that from science to spirit, the three levels of consciousness and what their jobs are and how can we encourage a... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Connection uh, and a deep connection between all three of them. So, you know, lots of different things help. You know, please don't think I was dissing the, um, the uh, performance of the conscious mind. The conscious mind is so very, very important. It is what, where we hold the ego, and the ego is what keeps us on the planet. Uh, if we didn't have an ego, we wouldn't be on planet. Uh, because it's the ego that keeps uh, the soul safe. So it's, it, you know, the conscious mind was built to survive. The subconscious mind is the emotional mind, and it's there to help us gain balance between the three levels of consciousness. And the superconscious is where the higher self is, the soul, your unique divinity, creativity, all of those really juicy things. That level of consciousness is designed to thrive. And it is literally designed to thrive. And that is our natural state. Unfortunately, what happens um, is the ego in the conscious mind gets overinflated and decides that it's master. And I'd just like to tell you this quick story before I hand back over to Matthew. Is uh, you know the story of a blind person's dog, you know. Uh, and it's a really interesting story uh, when we actually think about it. When you take a puppy, a puppy is much like uh, an overinflated ego. It's delightful on occasions and it can be real fun, but it can also be a pain in the backside. It can mess on your nice carpets. It chews your slippers and it needs to be trained. And as you train that puppy, 
you know, and you house train it, you can actually not worry about it pooing on the carpet or peeing in your, in your tea or whatever it is it's, it's doing at the time. Uh, so you train the puppy and it becomes house trained. And then you can actually take it for walks and let the, the, the puppy off the lead a little bit because it returns when you call it. But you can't let it off the lead until it learns how to return to your call. So it, over time, hopefully, the puppy grows up a little bit more and as a dog becomes reasonably well trained. If you, if you decide to train that puppy more, i.e. Uh, allow it to go to a school where it is taught how to be a blind person's dog, it goes through a lot more training because that uh, dog is then uh, keeping its master safe. And because it's done this training, it's, you know, uh, blind people's dogs are allowed in markets. They're allowed in cinemas and theatres, sometimes on internal flights, you know. And this is when a dog changes its nature because it goes in service to its master and it changes its nature from a DOG into a GOD. So it changes its nature from a, a dog into a god because it is in service to its master. And if you can train your ego to that degree, uh, which we, this is, you know, most of the training that we do at Acorn to Oak, you change the nature and you have absolute constant access to your superconscious mind. And that's when you are thriving instead of surviving. So handing back to Matthew. There's the one for you. Yes, great. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that story. It really does. It, it, explain it as the training works and uh, very much when uh, I find when people first are aware oh my oh my god I've got an ego and I can't believe I'm sort of some of the things that they would say to people and and the way that they would think they're more important than anybody else and they sort of go right well I, I'm, I'm going to train this ego and I, I'm going to tell them this and tell them that Actually, what you want to do is be kind to ego, because how would you train a puppy? You don't kick, drop kick it across the lounge. You do it with love and, and persuasion a lot of the time. Um, but we don't beat we don't beat them up because they're doing something wrong. And and the ego work has to be very strong but very gentle at the same time. And I found one thing for me is if I find my ego's up slightly, it's kind of like I give it a job to do, because um, ego loves jobs. Um, it, it's part of the brain. It, it's a thinking tool. So if you give it a job to do, it will go off and it will come back with a load of information for you. So it can actually be really useful once it goes in service to you. Um, and it's really interesting if you if for the people for the listeners out there, if you look at human behaviour in the world that that we live in nowadays, people are so hooked up in either being on the phone or in a conversation or on their way to work or a meeting perhaps but the amount of people that argue and 
most arguments or uh, people's nose being put out of joint, as we would say over here, is purely because you've got two people crossing paths who both think they need to get there first, who both think they're more important than the other one, um, and have a, a conflict, rather than you see situations out there where someone's like, oh, you first, and then the other person, oh, no, 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 you first. And it's actually, we're, we're all even, we're all, we're all pink inside. Nobody's more important than anybody else. Um, and I think it's really important to remember it. But when you look at human behaviour in general, everybody's out to get each other. Nobody's got any time for anybody else. They would take your shoes just so they could have shoes on their feet. People are so caught up with believing what, is told in the media um personally i don't listen to sort of news programs or or, or television news programs because I, I just think that we're we're poisoning our minds with the negative there's so much positive out there and we're just seeing the negative um and that's how a lot of people are acting they're on like a survival mode um in their ego they're so scared that somebody's going to come and take something from them that they'll go and take it from somebody else and it, it, the, the human behavior that's going on planet at the moment is 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 real interesting um and you think if everybody had a little bit of ego training um nobody would see themselves as we would know we're special however we wouldn't we wouldn't put it out there that we think we are and the world would be a a nicer place um just just changing one one part of our consciousness, um, the planet would be very different. Um, it's really interesting what you're saying because again, I'm a, you may have already heard me mention Jung. I'm a, a real Jungian, um, but Jung would say to us that you know, in order to have heaven on earth, all we need to do is own our own shadow. And, you know, obviously yeah. we're talking about ego and personality and, uh, but it, basically Jung was saying exactly the same thing. It's just looking at it and realizing that we are, you know, once we really own, we are huge, magnificent energy beings. There is no competition here. You know, we are just huge, amazing, energetic beings. And therefore, it lets us off the hook of needing to be in competition with others. Because there is no need for competition. We are all the same. We are all huge. We're all magnificent. We are all sons and daughters of the divine. And the nobody special. We're just all the same. You know? God, or shall I say that God, the divine, loves us just as much as he loves the gurus. Yeah? And, you know, your gurus may be different from my gurus. It doesn't matter. There is one truth, many paths. You know? And it is actually what is happening in the world today, unfortunately, is a lack of respect for other people. Mm. And when we, when people show a lack of respect for other people, what is that really telling us? What that's telling us is that person 
has a lack of respect for themselves. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Because it always starts, you know, with the person who has the reaction. If somebody is racist, it's because you know, feel something is racist, it's because they're racist themselves. If people yeah. think that people are unloving or nasty, it's because they've got some sort of nastiness or unlovability about themselves. And it's actually, if we could actually take responsibility for our own selves and our own projections, we would have heaven on earth. It's just, we think, you know, we divorce them from ourselves and it's about blaming others for their uh, the things that let them down and it's not taking ownership so you know we've got a few minutes a couple of minutes now to wind up so the, the things that I would definitely like you to take away from this is learning to have more empathy for self learning that we do have three levels of consciousness and maybe get excited about exploring them more deeply and looking at your life and realizing there's a whole big area you know in our minds and i very much look at this like the you know the final frontier this is the journey this is the exciting part of looking at how we are made up and bringing it all together in a cohesive whole and you know i i live for this stuff i love this stuff i'm so passionate about people learning that they are these big enormous amazing beings and how they work you know it's like looking under the bonnet of a car <laughs> so Matthew <laughs> anything you'd like to add yeah I, th I think for me it, that's where the, the the passion came for me was discovering actually what what do you mean life isn't how how my experience has been up until now because no matter how good your your life is, and unless you do the deep work, you you could you could make hundred million pounds in a year. It's not going to make you happy. Um, but when you do that deep work and you and you you find that passion um, within self, that there is is absolutely nothing like it. Um, and to help other people move forwards and do that within their own lives is is. I wouldn't call it work, put it that way, um, because I, I get such a such a buzz from it and such a rush. And the more people we can educate about this sort of thing, um, the better. Um, it should have been taught to us in schools. Um, and hopefully, maybe in the next decade, it will be. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. See you next week. Take care.